You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Our text today is Shur Igris Moshe Yeridei Chelek Gimel Simen Chavchet. This is from Rosh Chodesh Tamov's Tafshin Lamed Gimel. It's written to Malas Kvodididi, Rabbi Goen Reiner Rav Shlomo Leo Miller Shlita, who is still the Rosh Kol in Toronto, and the subject is dishwashers. I want to try to read the whole truva together with you because I think it provides a useful illustration of what I think is a theme in Rav Moshe, which is he's really, really honest about what he can demonstrate to be Esther and what he can't, and at the same time, he's very resistant to allowing technology to introduce radical changes in the field of halachic life. He'll see if you agree with me. So in the matter of dishwashers, uh, he says that Rabbi Miller wrote that you could resolve the dishwasher, you can kasher dishwashers by iru gimel pa'amim, by pouring water from a, uh, from a uh, that has been heated direct, directly over the dishwasher three times, which I assume means that you run the dishwasher and it's had a cycle three times, uh, which is a mode of koshering if, some, if um, something has been made trafe by having water poured on it, uh, by irikli rishon, by direct pouring from water that uh, that has been directly heated. Because he said, because Ray Miller said a dishwasher is not worse than having treif poured over the uh, poured over the surface. In that way, that irikli rishon, there's a possibility, according to the shach, that um, that if you pour it on food. It takes the food out and uh, of one thing and pour, and puts it into another. But if you pour it onto dishes, maybe nothing happens with via irikli rishon according to the shach. And there, Miller has a second svar, which I think uh, I think is somewhat more important. Uh, we'll see if Moshe agrees on the course of the tshuva. Which is that a dishwasher always uses soap, and soap is no sintam gum. So even if you you think against the shach that pouring hot uh, pouring hot water um, over a over over utensils is sufficient to remove the tam and then to re-imbue it uh, in the kalim. It won't matter because the tam that is re-imbued is pagum, or it doesn't add taste and can't possibly trace. The Rav Moshe's answer is I think that your reasoning is correct, but only in a time of great need. Because Rav Moshe says, if it's not, if you, there isn't this great need, so it's possible that the shach doesn't apply because you can say that so the shach's logic, as Rav Moshe says, as he explained in Yeridah Gimel, the shach's logic is that when you pour something, the the water directly hits the first surface. And then it drips onto the next surface, and that's considered to be as if the flow has stopped, and so it's no longer an iri klirishon, it's really an iri uh, klisheni at best. But as Moshe says, dishwashers have enough water that it's possible that we consider it as if all the water is hitting all the surfaces at the same time. And he claims that there are dishwashers, the Yechmedichikelem, Ke'elu Shemizalev Mamesh Lakolashetach. He claims that actually there are dishwashers which don't just spray in predetermined patterns, and everything drips off the Drips off the um, drips off onto everywhere else, but actually there are places where the entire surface, uh, right, everything is hit directly 
by water that uh, by water that has been itself directly heated. I don't know the reality of that. So he says, and in that case, the way he explains the shach, the shach would agree, and therefore, in such cases, we are left only with the svara that is always in soap. Okay, so what about the svara that is always in soap? And I, I think that um, Rav Moshe presents it right. So your salmech on a shach is an odd shach. You can claim dishwasher different. We would be perfectly with him, I think, that Rav Miller's svara would apply only bishas hachak gadol. But what about the soap? Rav Moshe says, so mitzat haburis. So the first thing he suggests is maybe there's so much water in a dishwasher that the water is not no same time lifgam. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't uh, tasted uh, water from the inside of a dishwasher. Uh, I saw recently that there was a, a CRC photo of uh, various rabbis of the CRC tasting various, I believe, various dishwasher liquids to see if they are uh, bad, bad tasting enough uh, but I think that generally we'll assume that dishwasher soap doesn't taste good and that you have to put enough in it that it affects the taste of the water to be no in time with gum. That seems to me, um, you know, from my guess, I've proven it that at least nowadays that the reality would not um, would not support the claim, right? And Moshe says, F sure, I, I, I think that's unlikely. Um, okay, but um, he says, therefore, because of this possibility about the soap, which I have to say I think is empirically testable, and not likely to end up as a real possibility, and because of his rejection of the Shach's position, says, when somebody asks me a Shaila, they buy a house, he doesn't talk about renting, but I imagine it, I don't know if it would make a difference, if you buy if you buy a house from a non-Jew that, where they will not lower the price any if you don't take the dishwasher. So the dishwasher is a throw-in, you don't have the option of rejecting the dishwasher without um, inc- without incurring additional cost. My position is, I allow them to use a dishwasher a year after the non-Jew left the house, which um, I assume is just an empirical way of, of saying it's a year since the dishwasher was last used. Um, right? So we're not going to get to the question of what happens if the person tells you that I didn't use a dishwasher for the last several years. Um, why? Because then you can add the position of the Chacham Tzvi. Now, I would add that this position of the Chacham Tzvi shows up in a lot of areas um, in Halacha. I'm going to cite it here only as Rav Moshe cites it and not discuss, perhaps some other question will discuss its application to other cases. So the position of the Chacham Tzvi is Leka Shum Isurachar Yud Bet Chodesh. So the position of the Chacham Tzvi is that actually no Tam survives inside Kalim 12 months later. As is the actual halacha that we are matir yain nesech after uh, after twelve after the wine has not been in the barrel for twelve months. Um, So the right, so the Chacham Tzvi holds that the Tam disappears, and therefore, right, and he says the only reason generally that we forbid things after twelve months is because we're afraid that you'll permit them within twelve months, and therefore, right, he says since the Chacham Tzvi's position is that there actually is no Tam, so therefore, in this right, 
in this case where you won't where you you lose you lose the money and you get you get it a year later. I guess I should say it's right if you have to wait a year, so that doesn't help so much for rental contracts. That's why he talks about buying. Um, I don't know if he thinks it would be worth it to be matir for a two-year rental. Uh, I'm not sure. But if um, but in the case of buying, he says, right, so we can be matir after 12 months, like the Chacham because there's no real Isra, there's only an Isra that you'll do it within 12 months. So, um, um, so by Yain Esach, it becomes mutter because it's, uh, right, because we treat it as Usr, even when it's no same time to come within, within, within the 12 months. But things that um, we treat as mutter of his no same time of gum. We continue to treat as usher uh, after after twelve months. But Rambam says, okay, but still in practice, there's no real there's no real um, iser, and therefore he's willing to be matir in the case of uh, in the case of dishwashers uh, if there is a um, if there is a tzaruf gadol. But he says, but if look, you didn't have a choice, right? This was the only house you could buy. Or the only house you could buy is a house that, right? You can't buy a house with a kosher dishwasher, and you can't buy a house where there's no dishwasher and you have the option of adding in a dishwasher. I guess I don't know uh, how he deals with installation costs. Vaisha chalusha and your wife, or Vaisha assumes that wives wives do the dishes. Uh, your wife is weak. Or she simply doesn't have time. This is much more practical to hand wash the dishes because she has to take care of children. So Moshe says, in such cases where you have a mitigating circumstance that your wife really can't do the dishes and you couldn't buy another house with a right, with a kosher dishwasher or cheaper without a dishwasher, um, so that counts as uh, that counts as tzorach gadol. But when there's no great need, then one is, is appropriate uh, to be machmir and not use a dishwasher. Okay, so so far... Um, Ray Miller presents two reasons uh, to be matir. One is, according to the Shach, that it's not worse than Irikli Rishon. Ramosha says, but I can construct the, either reality um, or I can hold like the other positions. And the pos- right, and he says that there's always soap. So Ramosha constructs an alternate possibility. And he ends up saying, you know what, your svaras are really pretty, pretty a good, uh, pretty good svara, but I won't be matir, I won't be matir without Sarah Gadol, except maybe after a year. But then, you know, that's that's softened, even within a year, if there's a real need. Um, some Iker Hadin, it's pretty clear that Ramosha thinks it's mutter and that there's a resistance to saying that it's mutter, even though the logic is good. And now I think we get to who really is the heart of the tshuva. Umashim Hadesh Kvotaraso, but Ramiller had a third svara. The Kemosha Hitiru Beshefa Heter, Besimon Saritetsi of Zayin, Kemokin Ye Mutter Lishtamish Medirch Kelim Mishum Darili Olam Ye Benosin Tam Lifgam. Okay, so now he's going to say Ramiller has a, has a svara beyond the fact that we use the soap. The first svara was, let's use a dishwasher now because we're using it with soap, and therefore it won't trace the dishes. But Ramiller actually had a, a clever svara, as Moshe points, which is that maybe dishwashers are a situation where you always use it with soap, and if you always use it with soap, so then the general prohibition against doing things l'chatchila with no same tam lifgam, um, won't apply. Um, right? But dishwashers are just kosher because you always use them with soap. And so the Shulchan Aruch talks about it, the following situation, where you have kalim that have absorbed um, treif tam, but the normal use of this kalim, or the exclusive use of this kalim, is with so much heter 
that even if the tam is extruded again from the pot, it will always be batal b'shishim. So the Shulchan Aruch, as Ramasha says, says that's mutter. So Rav Miller said, if Shulchan Aruch says that's mutter, so just like, um, just like, wait, why is it mutter? It's mutter because you can't end up with tray food. So here too, in a dishwasher, you can't end up with tray foods, right? So therefore, dishwashers will all be fine. Rav Miller says, lo nira kein That doesn't seem right to me. Duhu chidish din rak that's only true when you're going to be mevatel the heter, right? Because there, Rav Moshe says, once it's batel, as if it is as if it doesn't exist, and therefore when you cook, it's as if there's no there's no treif tam, even no sin tam lifgam. There's nothing treif in your in um, in your pot. That doesn't apply to no sin tam lifgam. The ika tam biolam where there is taste. Right, because then you really are putting treif tam into your pot. It's not that like it doesn't exist; it's just that it's not asering. Okay, that's a very lumdish look, and I have my doubts of what, whether Moshe, whether what really matters to Moshe is the conceptual notion that there is a tam, just that it doesn't have a halachic effect, as opposed to that there's no tam at all. And he adds further, We don't necessarily agree with the Shulchan Aruch that the fact that it will always be used in a way that makes it batal is mutter. That's a much better argument. Uh, he says, but, but what about, you know, do we usually pass like that or not? So he says, um, Sorry, Okay, he says, really, in practice, what do people do about this machlok is in Shulchan Aruch and the Taz? They say, you know what, you need two things. You need Shefa Heter, you need the fact that it's always Batal, and no Saint Tam Lifkam. But in your case, there's only one of those, there's only one of those factors. Um, like, because we're not Matri no Saint Tam Lifkam by itself, the Chatchila. We're only Matri no Saint Tam Lifkam with Bittal. So your claim that we can use no Saint Tam Lifkam and the fact that it's always no Saint Tam Lifkam that seems to him not convincing. So that's an interesting argument. One could certainly see both sides of that. Um, says, but the MS says, right, really, um, even the Shulchan Aruch, who's Matar B'Shefa Heter, even without No Sintan Lifgam, right, not Kiminag Morira, he would not allow it, but No Sintan Lifgam, because of his Lamdish distinction. Okay, right, so here again, R. Miller has a third argument, Chiv Moshe has a technical argument against it. You can certainly see it both ways. He's already been Matar B'Shas Torah Gadol anyway, so rejecting this svar of a miller, like what does it do? Right? It's a third svar anyway, so it should just get you to a little bit less shasat chakadol. And now I think we get to what is the core of this trivia. But according to what you're saying, He says, if you were right, Rabbi Miller, it would turn out that according to this position of the Shulchan Aruch, which you're understanding to mean that whenever you there's a situation that you don't have to worry will ever lead to actual iser, so we don't make any we don't make any zeros, and therefore right and therefore you you can do things lichatchila um, um, when there's no risk they'll end up doing them iser. It'll turn out that you can actually use um, there's no need to kasher a dishwasher at all because so you're always going to do it with soap, so there's no risk of kashering the up. Uh, of of Asri and the Kalim and more. And more than this. 
Vadir gam biachar kelim asturim kelim kshirim. You could wash treif and kosher dishes together. Uchli basar imkli chalav biachad. And you could wash, watch, wa, you could wash fleshik and milchik dishes together in the dishwasher. Kaven tadacha bichli zehuli olam mitam lefgam because the because the dishwasher will never make anything treif because it's always going to be nosin tam lefgam. And this is certainly impossible to say. Why is it impossible to say? Um, not at all clear why it's impossible to say, except that Moshe can't imagine anyone would really in this way. And I think that's, again, that's because he can't imagine that a technological shift will so radically change the nature of our, um, of our halachic practice. I think that's the only reason that I can give for it. Now he says, Now maybe maybe my logic doesn't apply. Maybe your maybe your argument won't actually lead to this impossibility. Now he thinks that this impossibility disproves Rabbi Miller. Right? If Rabbi Miller's argument would lead to the Shulchan Aruch allowing you to wash to wash uh, kosher and treif dishes together in a dishwasher, then it must be wrong. Because maybe it'll tell you the difference, right? Because about washing them together in dishwasher, you could say, no, that's forbidden because we're afraid that you'll wash them together in some other context where there is no soap, even if not in a dishwasher. And even you're going to say, okay, in, in, in a dish, you're going to say in a, in a um, the dishwasher uses soap, but uh, we can, but maybe you'll do another dishwasher. But he says, no, that, I don't buy that distinction. Since, in fact, the dishwasher always uh, always use use a soap, so you can't make a decree lest you wash it in something else. Therefore, there is no basis for ushering a dishwasher lest you come to wash it without soap somewhere else. Therefore, it turns out, Ray Miller, that you must be wrong because you lead to a wild heter that I don't think is possible. Um, right? So he says, therefore, right, um, right since it you, since your logic leads to the possibility of using dishwashers for treif and kosher together, therefore, um, therefore, even the Shulchan Aruch must not uh, must disagree with you, and I must be right that the logic of Shefaheter applies only to Bittel and not to Nosin Tam Lefgam, and your logic is completely off. However, he says at the end of the day, you're still right. Um, right, and without Sarah Gadol, you can be matter it um, only after uh, after twelve months. Okay, so if we were just trying to summarize halacha, we'd say Ramosha says that after twelve months you can be matter a dishwasher pretty straightforwardly. Um, within twelve months, you can matter it only for Sarah Gadol, but Sarah Gadol is defined fairly weakly. Um, right, it means that if your wife, as he says it, um, right, but imagine whoever whoever is responsible for washing the dishes. Just right. Nobody's capable of washing the dishes. Nobody has the time to, um, or right because of, right because of childcare. So it's a pretty right. He's he's really pretty makeil that you can do it the Ray Miller's way by running it through uh, running it through three times. But at the end of the day, um, Rav Moshe seems to uh, right. His, his disproof of Ray Miller's logic um, in the third argument is really pretty wild. He says if you were if you were right, then it would lead to a heter. Why can't that heter be true? Because it can't be. Now, the Shulchan Aruch presumably didn't think about, um, didn't know about dishwashers. So the claim that the Shulchan Aruch couldn't have meant this, because if he meant this, then it would lead to a radical technological change, That uh, that's a pretty strange argument. Now, you could argue that the, that if, that the logic of the dishwasher would also apply to any other pot, where um, any other dishwashing tub, where you simply had the custom of um, 
of putting soap in. And so the Moshe could be arguing that nobody ever suggested that a dishwashing tub in which you, which you always use with soap would, um, would be, would be mutter to wash milk and flashing dishes together. And therefore it can't be true of a, um, of a dishwasher either. But, um, I don't know. I think that it's reasonable to argue that dishwashers are something not thought of previously because the whole labor of washing the dishes is simply squirting the soap in. And right, there isn't a judgment call and there's no real reason that you would ever uh, try to run a try to run a dishwasher with dishes in it without soap. But would the the logic be it doesn't affect your hands? Um so I think that's a that's a difficult argument. So my what comes, you know, so I think that Ramosha says it can't be said at all, but it's very hard to imagine that it can't be said at all, that, that the Shulchan Aruch really means that. Um, right, that the Shulchan right, that, so what? The Shulchan Aruch didn't mean it, but it turned out that way with later technology. So I think Rav Moshe really means that I'm not willing to accept any argument that will allow this technology to radically change the halachic experience of washing dishes. Um, okay, I'm welcome. Uh, welcome arguments that Rav Moshe's technical arguments are really dispositive here, um, or other ways of understanding Rav Moshe uh, that don't yield uh, my conclusion. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 